What are the greatest challenges and benefits in industrial automation when it comes to Industry 4.0? How important is IIoT in the digital transformation evolution? In this episode, we dive into the world of digital transformation and Industry 4.0 technology from the invention of the PLC to the future of critical industries and applications. We discuss overcoming resistance to change, considerations organizations should be making, machine learning, improving ROI, impacts to infrastructure, and accelerating efforts through the pandemic. This is Inductive Conversations with Don Pearson speaking with our guest, Vikram Kumar, the president and CEO of AVG Automation. So Vikram, listen, welcome. I totally appreciate you taking the time to have a little conversation today. I know you just got introduced more formally as we opened up the podcast here, but take a minute, introduce yourself, a little bit of your background, a little bit about your company, your business activities, kind of where you come from, and then we'll get into some other things about digital transformation and Industry 4.0 and what's going on in the industrial sphere. Perfect. Well, first off, Don, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to be able to speak with you today. You know, so a little bit about myself and the organization. So I'm the president and CEO of AVG Automation, uh, a division of the AVG Group of Companies. The AVG Group of Companies gets involved with many different facets of businesses from obviously industrial automation, manufacturing, PLCs, HMIs, timers, power supplies, all, all different types of industrial automation equipment. You know, started in 1968, which actually the first company formerly known as Struthers Dunn, actually, which became Uticor Technologies, invented the PLC, and they had the patent issued to them in 1973. And then uh, besides AVG Automation, we do our own printed circuit boards. We have our own semiconductor fab. Uh, we get into medical devices, and we get into film hybrid. So pretty much anything with electrons flowing through it, uh, AVG gets uh, quite involved into it. My background, uh, I'm an electrical engineer, you know, an engineering nerd by uh, training, and I love it. I used to be in design and get get quite involved with the design of products. But in the uh, more recent years, uh, you know, let's say uh, eight to 10 years, kind of got more into, you know, expansion of business and sales and marketing and kind of executive management of the different automation divisions, which comprise of three different companies, actually, one of which we're focused on today, uh, Uticor Technologies, which is a ignition on board partner, Easy Automation, which was actually the first PLC manufacturer after Arlen Nipper kind of approached us to implement MQTT and Sparkplug, which was uh, back a couple of years ago or you know, almost 2017, I believe. Uh, so about four years ago, and then Autotech Controls, which is uh, more on position feedback uh, type of devices. So, but yeah, engineer slash, uh, you know, business development. And I like to call it the chief cook and bottle washer, a little bit of everything, wherever I'm needed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But listen, I, I, I wanted you to introduce yourself a little more and the company like you just did, because I think with the background of the organization and its depth all the way back to 1968, Boy, have there been some changes over those <laughs> last 50 years, you know? Oh, definitely. That you haven't seen because you're too young for that. But I think <laughs> uh, your father, I think the whole organization has seen them, right? No, definitely. And and that's, you know, my father started the business and that's kind of where, where it uh, came back. And, and, you know, when Industry 3.0 started, which is really right around 1968, you know, that was the whole transformation of just getting automation implemented and, and getting data available, not, you know, not necessarily transforming it in digital transformation. But uh, and, and it's crazy. We, we, we have this really cool display case in our uh, Bettendorf, Iowa factory 
of the old PLCs. They were called the process control computers for welding controls for the automotives. And actually it was for Ford. And that's actually where Uticor was born out of a, you know, kind of branched off from Ford. But I mean, the PLCs, you can't see my hands here, but they were, I mean, it's a full on rack and it's a massive, massive device in comparison to what we are today. It's, it's phenomenal because, you know, those devices are still in operation uh, at, at some of the facilities. So it's, it's just amazing how the transformation has occurred over the 50 plus years. Oh, yeah. And when you think about it, uh, in terms of functionality, of unbelievable. In terms of size, like you're talking about, I mean, I, I used to, I remember giving talks where I'd talk about the first the first computer, which was basically IBM made, <laughs> what was it? It was supposed to be, uh, I was like uh, 30 or 40 feet long, 8 feet wide, 10 feet high. And yeah. and, uh, and nowadays you can buy yourself a uh, a greeting card with a song in it. It's got more computing power. <laughs> it existed in that thing, uh, you know, in 1946 or whatever it was. So it's amazing. It is amazing to see that evolution. I used to joke about saying you needed a, a trailer to carry your laptop in those uh, first quote unquote yeah. laptop days. So yeah, size, processing speed, everything. It's just, uh, it's amazing. I, it, it always makes me wonder where, where we're going to be in, you know, 50 to a hundred years. Oh yeah, and bridge a good bridge, good bridge statement to our topic of today: digital transformation. You know, I appreciate the introduction of yourself because of the history that you have had as 1968 coming forward. So when you take a look at digital transformation, Industry 4.0, whatever, how do you see it as far as the challenges that are there? Yeah, I would say the pandemic has somewhat helped a little bit because as people are trying to, you know, as people are working remotely, uh, people have become more open to it. However, there are quite a few challenges. I mean, people are always resistant to change. You know, the, the motto is if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Um, you know, there's fear of the whole learning curve, it being too risky to make the whole industry 4.0 challenge. You know, perception that plants just really need to completely retrofit or tear out their entire legacy systems. I mean, you still got plants out there on Bluehost technology, Data Highway Plus, you know, PLC5s and Slick 503, 504s, even the Uticor old, you know, process control computers. So their their fear is that, hey, I need to rip out everything in order, you know, and just revamp my entire plant. But, you know, people can take it in stages. You know, the, there's fear of, you know, the costs involved, right? And, and you need to showcase the return on investment that the digital transformation provides. And then uh, I, I guess I would say, you know, there's always OT versus IT, right? You, you know, your operations guys versus your IT guys from a security standpoint, you know, one focus on security, especially with this whole pipeline, Sure. even though that's fairly recent, but it's really just a matter of educating people on the use of open protocols, you know, let, let's say, you know, like, you know, Arlen's and uh, the VP of uh, IBM, I forgot the gentleman's name, but MQTT or using SQL databases or open things like, I don't know, OPC UA. So yeah, there's just a balance between the security and accessibility of data. Sure, sure. You, you hit on a lot of topics over that last 30 seconds there. Let's tease it apart a little bit and, and dig in. Yeah. The subject of the industrial internet of things, mm -hmm. you know, the transport protocols, the the evolution from industry 3.0, which your company has a history of, yep. and industry 4.0 and it becoming a reality. How important is the IIoT world in that digital transformation evolution? Yeah, look, the integration of IIoT, uh, the in industrial internet of things, you know, essentially machine-to-machine -machine communication, using the whole smart technology, 
I mean, it's all crucial to make Industry 4.0 a reality. You know, these, these are all integrated, you know, for increased automation, you know, improved communications, um, you know, self-monitoring, basically, you know, smart machines using IoT technology. It, it allows you to analyze and diagnose the issues without any type of human intervention. It really, you know, reduces downtime, uh, increases plant efficiency, uh, but essentially the concept of IoT is extremely important in order to make industry 4.0 a reality in, in, in the market. Sure, and you, you deal in the real world of making stuff. You have to make <laughs> hardware is, like you said, your, your manufacturers are, uh, the manufacturing doesn't occur remotely. Somebody's there building something. So yep. from a hardware perspective, what are some of the pain points that you see organizations facing when they're trying to approach this industry 4.0 digital transformation world? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's a great question. So from a hardware standpoint, there's no doubt, first off, the use of legacy equipment. I mean, there are tons of plants still out there, um, as I mentioned kind of before, utilizing older, let's just take Rockwell PLC-5s or Slick 503 or 504 processors. You know, they're not on Ethernet. You know, they're on Bluehose or, or, or you know, older communication industrial network uh, protocols. So one of the challenges to overcome, which, you know, fortunately, Uticor does very well with the Ignition Edge platform, is integrating the two, being able to communicate with your existing technology as well as your future, you know, integrating Data Highway Plus with Ethernet IP and MQTT and bridging the gap and support of the legacy protocols you know, DeviceNet, Profibus, uh, RIO, you know, with some of the newer protocols and the capabilities of Ignition Edge with Uticore hardware. You know, that, that's a major perspective from a hardware standpoint. I, I would also say, you know, the implementation costs, you know, a lot of people fear that the expense to purchase new hardware to rip out your entire system is very expensive. But again, if you find the appropriate hardware, that can bridge the gap between your existing infrastructure with your, you know, where you're going with Industry 4.0 and IIoT, such as with the Uticore and Ignition Edge on board platform, it allows you to mitigate or minimize that expense and kind of evolve, you know, from a transitional standpoint as opposed to all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then finally, I guess, uh, you know, there's not very many hardware manufacturers of automation control products and support. I mean, it, things have expanded over the past, you know, couple of years, I would say. But really, not everybody is has MQTT support. And, you know, a lot of these open protocols, things are starting to transform in the past couple of years, like I mentioned. But I, I know when Arlen approached us back in 2017, he said it would be great. I mean, there was Opto22 and then there was, but he said, I'd like a full-fledged PLC, you know, a cost-effective PLC that implements, you know, the, be the first to do MQTT and Ignition Spark Plug V protocol. Are you interested? I said, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, let, let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You've actually, I think as far as early adopters, when you take a look at that conversation, and I know I sort of assume that everybody knows who Arlen Nipper is, but um, just to, for the audience who doesn't, because you mentioned his name, Arlen is president and CTO of a company called SiriusLink Solutions. And with Andy Stanford-Clark from IBM, Arlen did a project 22 years ago now and and developed that transport protocol, MQTT. 
message queuing telemetry transport. And that is what, you know, you're referring to here, Vikram. It's an incredibly important component if you're going to try and realize the reality of uh, digital transformation, the opportunities that are there. Can you comment just maybe briefly on just when you think about focusing on hardware, focusing on software, you're mentioning hardware in the same context of software pieces that go with it and stuff. So uh, is it an equal combination of both when you look at Industry 4.0? How does that blend come together and why is it important? I mean, initially, I felt a whole bunch of Industry 4.0 was mostly focused on software. But as of recent, more hardware manufacturers are integrating IIoT capabilities, uh, you know, Industry 4.0 capabilities. It, it is important to have that combination of your hardware to be able to take the existing control system and infrastructure of the plant and integrate that with the software that allows you to take that data, you know, to take your digital transformation and 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 provide it across the network and to multiple players. So. Initially, I, I believe it was a lot more software focused and a lot more open ended on PCs, but now you're seeing a lot more devices from not only PLCs and HMIs, but even sensors and, you know, uh, what I call French fry type components, industrial automation French fry components, the auxiliary components that are all starting to implement from a hardware perspective as well. Sure. You know, I think Mike Malinkovich, who's the uh, uh, executive director of the Eclipse Foundation, which is where the spark plug specification for MQTT lives. They, there's a working group that stewards that, that we at Inductive Automation participate in. And it's interesting, he made a comment at our ICC conference a couple of years ago on a panel that software is going to eat the industrial world. And I, I, we sell software, so obviously that sounds fine. To us. <laughs> Let's go for it. But you make a very important point. The reason we even started with Ignition Edge and the onboard program, and so pleased to have Uticor uh, as a core player, a core partner there, is because it, it takes a village, as they say. No one of us has the full solution for that end user customer. Can you maybe say a little bit about um, the importance of Ignition Edge and what are the benefits of Ignition Edge with Uticor products? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. So first off, um, like you said, the combination of hardware and software are crucial to make the whole industry 4.0 a reality within the plant. So, you know, Ignition Edge, uh, first off, provides a cost-effective approach to getting the plant connected. The Edge panel on the Uticore panel PC or the Uticore hardware provides a full-blown hardware software HMI SCADA platform, you know, that can, again, connect to existing PLCs you know, whether it's on legacy protocols uh, or even the newer ones, it, it allows a bridge between all the communication protocols and bridging the gap between IT and OT, you know, as a total cross-platform, you know, built on open-ended technologies, you know, or, or communication protocols, let's say, as I mentioned kind of before, like OPC UA or Python, for example. So I would say, you know, from a hardware and software perspective, Uticore with the Ignition on board, Ignition Edge on board, you know, we provide a rugged, uh, reliable, cost-effective, you know, full-blown skater HMI system uh, at a very, you know, uh, universally compatible with all the PLCs, I, I must say. And, um, you know, in particular with the Uticore and Ignition Edge panel, I mean, you can get, a, for example, a 15-inch HMI with unlimited tags, uh, remote access capabilities, you know, the whole IIoT, 
um, MQTT, you know, for like $2,500. You know, it's a fraction of what some of the major players out there, such as, you know, Rockwell Automation, Alan Bradley, or Siemens charge, right? And so it's, it's, it's just a, you know, a way of really getting access to some of the latest and greatest technology at very affordable price points. Which I think is really critical if we're talking about getting the barrier to entry uh, down as far as we possibly can for, for organizations to play in the game. I want to shift a little bit to you as a company that manufactures and builds stuff. So as a manufacturer, when you take a look at AI and machine learning, can you elaborate a little bit on benefits you see? When you go sensor to cloud and you get the data into the cloud and you come back again with machine learning, AI algorithms can be used to improve your organization. How do you take that as one who builds stuff and how do you get value from AI and machine learning? Yeah, so first off, I mean, AI is becoming and, and whole machine learning is becoming a lot more prevalent in, in just all facets of the world, You know, not only in industrial automation, but the, essentially machine learning, AI, they, they analyze the performance of machines in the plant. You know, they're able to diagnose uh, issues immediately without human intervention. Uh, again, uh, reducing downtime, uh, improving plant efficiency, allowing the personnel to focus more on other tasks and more high-end tasks. So you're using you know, your, your plant personnel more efficiently uh, with the usage of machine learning and AI. And it, it helps with, you know, preventative maintenance and overhead costs and, and, and just overall, you know, if, if the machine learning and AI is essentially addressing something before it happens based upon previous historical data, you're actually doing preventative maintenance, right? It provides a full traceability of the entire manufacturing process so that the production data or, or in general production can be used in a lot more efficient manner. I think if they take that inside the organization, that's a very good, I think, analysis of how it can be used there and the benefits. Do the benefits of Industry 4.0 broadly, do you see them extending beyond the walls of the organization? Do they extend out further? And, and any any comments on that? Yeah, so just you're talking about within the own plant itself. So I, I think it... Uh, it expands much further. It traces down to suppliers. I mean, the whole supply chain management. I mean, you, you get a full infrastructure of digital transformation where everything is being recorded. It makes the whole pipeline of manufacturing process much more efficient. I mean, you take, for example, this whole semiconductor shortage issue right now that's going on. And, and, and you know, the automotives are, are, are really struggling from that angle. If all these plants had better and companies had better digital transformation, uh, IoT implementation. I mean, there's still some automotive plants out there that have four different softwares and uh, are, are manually recording barcodes, you know, or, or type, typing in barcode SKUs just to get inventory in. And, and it, what happens is, you know, production gets delayed or because they don't have the appropriate parts or that they're missing something, or they sometimes overorder. So yeah, it, it, it trickles down, not just to the local plant itself from efficiency, but the whole infrastructure of the manufacturing process. Well, talking about you know the fact that some people, we look at oil and gas areas where you see equipment, uh, you mentioned automotive, but they got you know 40 year old. I mean, the brownfield world out there goes back a long ways in the world of hardware and machines. 
So if you look maybe crystal ball the next just not way up, just five to 10 years, what industries or corresponding applications will be important as we try and really reap the benefits of digital transformation? Yeah, I mean, definitely auto manufacturing. I mean, from an industry standpoint, you know, the whole supply, uh, supply chain slash inventory management, they really, really can benefit from Industry 4.0. I mean, we've run across situations, again, where, where a line is down because they just, they just not planned properly, not, not, not proper communication, no information sent out to the appropriate personnel. I mean, you could save millions and millions of, of dollars uh, annually, you know, if, if some of these manufacturers implement full-on Industry 4.0 digital transformation within their, you know, full tracking inventory system. So. I think the first and foremost important, I mean, industry is definitely automotive, but, uh, you know, the whole concept of supply chain management. I mean, that, in my opinion, that becomes one of the most important benefits of industry 4.0 and, and data and just trickling down to the whole, uh, to the whole group. So you don't, you don't have issues sure. of delays and things like that. Sure. You know, before we actually started recording, we were chatting about the fact that uh, I'm sitting here in my home office and haven't been on the road in, you know, 14 months. And you, uh, we both had worlds of travel in our life for long periods of time. Yeah. So when you think about the last year plus uh, the pandemic and how it's affected organizations, we see it as a software company and the fact that the ignition platform is being utilized across industries. Boy, did it accelerate, from our perspective, the evolution of the industrial sector. What are your comments or thoughts on the how the pandemic has affected organizations' plans or actions in Industry 4.0 initiatives? Yeah, definitely. So I, I think initially, you know, when, when the pandemic started, it uh, just because there weren't personnel to, you know, implement it, you know, in the first couple of months and, and everyone was shocked. I mean, the whole industry itself kind of slowed down. However, once people started realizing, hey, this, you know, this virus and, and, and the whole pandemic is here to stay. And, and this is something that, you know, the way we work now is going to transform forever. I mean, it, it's not just, you know, once everyone gets vaccinated, everyone's going to be going back to normal and work. You know, there's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to get this. People are finding it's a lot more efficient, actually, to work from home and, and, and to be able to, you know, cross-collaborate among various personnel. So I think it's actually ignited the whole Industry 4.0 and digital transformation concept that people are realizing, hey, we, we, we need to get on board with this. We need to move forward and we need to move forward fast. Otherwise, we're going to fall behind. And especially as everyone's working remotely and that's how the whole workforce is changing, it, it has skyrocketed that and, and people are really a lot more open to it. And, and, and even the IT guys are understanding that okay well now we you know how do we overcome our issues of challenges of security to make sure that we get this because we know that the data we know that all of this has to be spread out and and, and transformed to everybody so i i think it's accelerated the program i know you mentioned this a little bit at the uh at the outset when we when we first started talking you were introducing yourself but maybe you could elaborate a little bit more on your perspective on digital transformation some of the considerations maybe that organizations need to look at when they're approaching industry 4.0 just to sort of maybe give our audience a little bit of uh, your takeaway counsel on how they might approach it what's the perspective and what does that mean in terms of the opportunities that sit before people yeah 
first off, it's important that companies get professional help. I mean, with, with respect to trying to implement Industry 4.0, there's a lot of manufacturers, a lot of companies out there that are claiming that they're IIoT compatible. You know, it's critical for you know organizations and plants to really dig deep into the automation supplier or solution provider to really ensure that they know what they're talking about. I mean, because there's a lot of people who will, again, just claim, hey, I'm IoT ready, I'm 4.0 ready, but, you know, that that's, and I see it on literature all the time. And, and when you ask them about it, what does it mean? They, they're not able to fully elaborate on what the benefits are and how their system actually, you know, gets implemented to make Industry 4.0 a success. You know, obviously, Ignition, Uticor, you know, and, and other Ignition onboard partners, you know, we, we go through rigorous training and, and, and verifications and, you know, we go through the process and understand how that works and serious link. It's important for customers to do their due diligence, you know, select the right hardware, software package, get the proper support and, and then make a smooth transition, you know, to this technology. It doesn't happen overnight, right? Um, you know, they could build a parallel infrastructure with, you know, their existing machines you know, as they gradually transition to everything with Industry 4.0. So taking your legacy equipment and, and then transforming into some of the new IIoT setup, go section by section, you know, uh, you know, tackling one objective at a time, you know, whether that's supply chain management that you're focused on or getting centralized data, you know, to improve efficiency as the manufacturing process gets more automated and, and, and more data comes out, you know, calculate the ROI for each individual, you know, improvement that, that you're doing. So that, that would be my advice from implementing it and, and use open platforms again, make, make it flexible so that it's not tied to one particular, you know, uh, protocol or something. And that's why I love Ignition. It's, it's just so open-ended with, with all its various protocols and flexibility so that, you know, you get a new engineer that comes in, it, it's easily trans. Uh, transferable to them so it's not just set on an old one specific communication protocol you know you're not just selling hardware you're trying to sell an idea to people to actually adopt a new approach to their business i know because we do it too it's a big challenge as you look at this can you share maybe the to the hesitant person the person that says manufacturing moves slower it's different it's never going to fully adopt digital transformation can you say a couple of things that might say, and I think you did a little bit by, you know, low-hanging fruit, incremental approach. Can you say something that might make that person who's a little hesitant say, you know, I might take a second look. I should start the journey. Just anything that might be sort of some advice to that person listening in who goes, yeah, 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 but, you know, I got to keep this plant running. I don't have time for initiatives like that. How do you get them moving? And, and that's what I'm saying. Look, everyone knows that machine downtime is the number one critical thing. I mean, I'm in at plants all day where, you know, 24-7 that they will not shut down anything. So it's, it's really important to integrate, like you said, parallel operations, step-by-step, step, you know, do things while, I mean, yes, first and foremost, plant operation and, and uptime and building your products is number one. But that does not mean you can't start taking the data and transforming that out and, and taking digital transformation concepts. So again, you, you don't have to rip out your entire control system. I, I know one of our features that, that we implement on, on a lot of our systems and HMIs and, and, and we couple it with uh, our hardware and of course Ignition is you know being able to make changes on the fly, doing online editing, right? I mean, so 
you don't need to shut down your entire process or machines by getting the industry 4.0 and implementing some of this data collection out there. You know, do it slowly. I mean, not too slowly that it doesn't ever happen, but, but uh, you know, it's increment, step by step, run it in parallels, get, you know, build a structure on top of another structure without breaking your piggy bank. It, it, it's not, I mean, there isn't a time effective and cost effective solution to be able to get it without having to disrupt manufacturing process. And, and really the most important thing is once you take that leap of faith and, and, and realize how important it is, you're going to realize that your manufacturing process, your whole implementation of your just the whole efficiency is going to improve so much that your return on investment is so easily you can calculate it just by seeing, wow, I just you know went from 70 trucks on, in, in this hour to, to 120 trucks. I mean, just because by you're being more efficient, you know, so it's going to pay for itself. I mean, the, the, there's no doubt about it. Totally appreciate that. You know, we covered a lot of ground in the last half hour. I want to give you maybe one last chance to share anything that you might want to with the audience. Um, I appreciate so much you taking the time, Bikram, because you bring such a depth and your organization's history being such a depth of understanding of where we've been that gets some perspective on where we're going. But any final thoughts you want to share with the audience before we wrap up today's discussion? Yeah, I think it's maybe two quick thoughts. One is you know, specific to digital transformation, I, I think it's important, first off, everyone understands, you know, the difference between all these terminology, because a lot of people go out and, and, and just talk about, you know, IoT or Industry 4.0 and, and digital transformation. I think it's important to understand what all these terms mean. So I'll quickly run through that if that's all right, and then kind of just give a general comment, and if that works with you, Don. Sure. You know, so first off, Industry 4.0 is a new movement, right? I mean, you had Industry 3.0, which started in 68. You know, where, where that essentially was the creation of automation, automating the production lines, using computers and electronics, which, you know, with, with the invention of the PLC, for example. And, and now with Industry 4.0, it's a matter of taking the automation, taking the data from the automation and transforming it into information, useful information to increase plant efficiency. Then you got the word digital transformation, which is really uh, a mechanism to turn the data into that information, right? So it's, it's essentially the digitization of a business. So you're taking old school paper, you know, hand, handwritten notes of, hey, this is what I produced before and unifying all that data in real time. So there's no more meetings of uh, what, what's last week's production rate, right? And then the finally, the, the last point of IIoT, you know, the industrial internet of things. First off, your last question kind of asked, you know, about people's hesitation somewhat of, of getting into IIoT. What people should realize is IoT is there every day. You take our, you know, cell phones, for example, right? I mean, that, that that's a concept of IoT. It's taking the data from, you know, the, the network, the structure out there and providing the information to all of us. We, we, we track our health from, from these phones. We make phone calls. I track my kids. You know, I, there's so much you could do with a cell phone. And really, you know, the, there should not be a hesitation because we're doing it in our day-to-day -day lives. The IIoT factor is just from the industrial aspect of it. So I would just say as a final comment, everyone should take that leap of faith, listen to, you know, professionals who know, you know, what they're talking about, you know, the ignition folks, uh, of course, coupled with the Unicor hardware, 
you know, we're here to help and, you know, improve your plant efficiency and hope uh, it becomes a win-win for everybody. Vikram, totally appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for your comments, for your insight, sharing with our audience, and we're wrapping it up here. Have a great afternoon. Thank you, Don, very much. I appreciate your time as well, and Joanna uh, for setting this all up and the whole uh, Ignition team or inductive team behind this. And yeah, I look forward to doing it again one day. Hey, listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.